everybody, and welcome back to the 12th episode of The Lab. Uh, sitting with me here is Brandon Weirig, and today we will be interviewing Alex Trotter on powerlifting. We put up a little post earlier this week uh, just to kind of get a few questions from you guys. Uh, so we'll start up with some of those. We'll probably make this another quick episode, kind of like what we did with Brandon. So let the grilling begin. <laughs> oh All right. So, Trotter, number one. Mm-hmm. Explain accommodating resistance and benefits versus progressive overload. Cool. Um, accommodating resistance is uh, any like external force being added to the barbell. So like bands, chains, you can do weight releasers, but that's uh, kind of irrelevant in this time frame. Um, they add like a, an overload to the band, um, so you can train at a higher percentage um, at the top while being able to recover with the actual barbell. Um, like when it's down in the hole, you're going to get less resistance kind of thing. And then teach you to um, explode like through the entire movement. Um, it helps uh, shorten the uh, sticking points, if you will, or exposes them um, in a more drastic manner. So you can train those appropriately um, in your accessories. Are there any downsides to band training? Uh, yeah, your central nervous system um, takes a bigger hit. Um, with bands, um, you can learn to, uh, root against the band. Um, so kind of use it to like your advantage, almost like a, uh, advanced Smith machine, um, if you will. So it's good to rotate that out. Um, I know like we're waiting on my chains now, so the kids will be getting some new toys to play with as well. Okay. In your opinion, what is the best specialty bar? Uh, I personally like the giant gamered bar. Um, we don't have that here right now. Um, that's one of those things that's in the works too, but, um, it allows for, um, athletes of like all kinds, like, you know, overhead throwing, um, stuff like that. Um, there's no like torque on your shoulders. Um, and then it allows it to be a, more of a, uh, stabilizing, um, squat. So it's kind of like a upside down U or N is what it looks like, like a lowercase N. Um, Brandon's pretty familiar with it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it kind of swung him. It just swings you around a little bit until like you kind of like, you have to brace, you know, your obliques and your back a lot harder. Um, cause it, it wants to swing you forward and backwards. But once you figured it out, you were smoking it. Proud of you. Look at you. Yeah. I like a low bar the shit out of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Overrated and underrated exercises. Um, underrated, I would say good mornings. Um, I think you get a huge carryover, um, out of those, uh, in particular exercise, uh, when done correctly. Um, I mean, you can train, you know, the entire posterior train, uh, chain while doing a good morning, as well as your obliques and, uh, your stomach, your abdominals. Um, so it, it teaches you to stay tight. Um, Overrated exercises, man. I don't. I don't know. Um, stadium stairs, mile <laughs> runs, like pretty pretty much any of that. Okay, that's okay. what I would go with. How about how could powerlifting or conjugate method type training help with a rugby player? As he's been informed that powerlifting does not translate well does not translate well into sports performance. Sure. Um. 
I, that's a good question. I, I think this is a misconception. Um, like just because you're doing a squat bench deadlift, like in your program doesn't necessarily make it, um, powerlifting specific. Um, I think that is just a huge, uh, foundation that, um, every athlete should have. Um, and as far as like with conjugate, um, you know, into the bands kind of thing, it teaches you to drive through, um, tackles, or if you were the tackler, um, uh, in rugby, for example, it's going to teach you to drive through that, which, in my opinion, it's it's easier to deliver a blow than it is to take one. Like, I would much rather uh, punch somebody in the face rather than get punched in the face kind of thing. Except for Brandon. Brandon's the opposite. Yeah. I'll take it all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, very nice. All right. How about, uh, how do you monitor neural fatigue with consistent heavy loading, and what do you look for in regards to signs of detraining or burnout? Hmm. Um, as far as like the neuro fatigue goes, um, you can tell a lot from an athlete when they pick the bar up and, um, it should be like a warm up weight and they're shaking. Um, so that's like your central nervous system, like kind of like just sending little red, red flags at you. Like, Hey, you need to not do this today. Um, or if they take a barbell out, like while they're benching and their arms just immediately stop, start shaking and they can't stop it. That's a pretty good sign. Um, as far as that goes, like, just go home. Like, you're only going to make it worse because um, you're going to stress yourself out thinking that, like, oh, hey, I, I'm missing a workout, so now I'm getting worse. And that added stress is um, taxing your central nervous system as well. So sleep, eat, drink a lot of water. Um, that would be the best bet. And then what was the last part of that question? Um, I missed it. And what are you going to – so it just says consistent heavy loading, and what do you look for in signs of detraining or burnout? Um, burnout's more of a, a body language, um, in my opinion. Um, I think, I think it's very hard mentally to stay in that zone, um, if you will, for like long periods of time. Like, especially if you have like, um, say you're doing a 10 week training block and you miss four lifts, like four weeks in a row. Then, you know, all, all of a sudden you're rethinking everything and rather than just sticking to the plan and seeing what happens in the end. Um, I think that's this generation, I guess, is a lot of like uh, program hopping. So as soon as something goes wrong, they're like, oh, well, this program's not for me. I got to go to something else. So, okay. Last one of my list, then I'll let Brandon take over. Um, how can you effectively apply West side conjugate powerlifting principles to CrossFit training without losing aerobic capacity? Um, that's the other thing as far as like with conjugate goes, um, they just associate it being with power lifters and like just fat out of shape power lifters. Um, but like in general, you know, like we have very short rest periods. Um, so you can do that as well, um, in the CrossFit style, um, you know, there's uh, Louis. Uh, he's done seminars before explaining for CrossFit um, on how to apply that. So you can do, you know, singled over um, bands on any of your clean movements and your jerks, um, stuff along those lines. Um, that's what I actually did with um, Jim Drake when he was stuck on a 225 um, hand clean, I believe. And I set him up with bands, taught him just like, because you got to pull with a greater force to overcome that sticking point, um, that the bands are, you know, trying to pull you down. And I think it took him maybe 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden took the bands off. He ripped 225 off the ground. 
So you can apply it like that. And just being disciplined. I mean, just <clears throat> you can do your normal wad, add a band to it. Try to try to make it through on the um, whatever it's called, the RX thing, not the I don't know what the terminology I, I is. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. The the RX prescripted workout. Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to give you a lift <laughs> and then a sticking point and then just give me like two or three exercises to overcome them. I'm right. going to go squat and then in the hole. In the hole? Yeah. Um, ultra wide, like uh, for our examples or our athletes, put your feet against the power racks um, and go to, uh, let's say the athlete's six foot. Go have the athlete um, have their feet touching the mon- or touching the rack. They got to squat to a box, 12-inch to 14-inch box. They got to do that for like three sets of 20, um, adding weight per. So you're essentially doing a, a deficit squat. Um, most likely, they're probably bending over um, while in the hole. So like they're missing in the hole right there. So I would add in good mornings. Um, heavy like as in a 8 to 12 rep max, and then a lot of um, hamstring curls. Let's go when you start failing about three-fourths of the way up. On the squat? Yep. Okay, that's usually like a transition period from like your glutes and your low back um, from the hamstring. So I would do a, a lot of demos. Um, you could even take it to like your sticking point as far as the box. Um, you could just You can set the box height right to your sticking point. And uh, overcome it from there. Um, and sled walks for that spot. Bench press off the chest. Uh, that's usually shoulders and your pecs. Um, so you're going to want to do like a lot of dumbbells um, for sets of 20, 25. And you want to go like as heavy as you can. Like you should be failing at that 20, 25. Um, try to repeat that same weight for multiple sets. Um, deficit push-ups. Um, would be a great one as far as that goes as well. Um, so you'd have your hands on a pair of 25s or a pair of 45s go all the way down to you touch your chest. So kind of like a deficit bench. <laughs> bench lockout? Uh, that's triceps all day. You could do um, like heavy three boards, uh, heavy four board with just bands. Um, and then what you would want to do is almost like press towards your toes while you're laying down. That's going to engage like all, all three of your triceps heads. Let's go deadlift, and we'll stay anything below the kneecap. Do deficits um, as well on that. So if you were to do, like, speed um, speed pulls, they're usually in, like, weeks of uh, three, like, three-week waves. Um, so try to keep that same percentage from a deficit. You could do a two-inch deficit, four-inch deficit. Um, I've done a 10-inch deficit before, and I, that is highly unrecommended. That sucked. Um, and then rack pulls. I would do rack pulls too from that same spot that you're uh, getting stuck at. And last one, anything above the kneecap? Demos. Demos, belt squat, um, like belt squat marches. Um, glute bridges is a great one too, which is essentially like a demo. Yeah. You just need more glutes and low back. All right, dang. <laughs> Holy crap. That was pretty good. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this quick little speed round of uh, questions with Alex Trotter. Uh, if there's anything you guys want us to elaborate on, either from Brandon's interview or from Alex's interview, uh, leave us a message or send us a, a comment. Uh, we'll get back to you. Um, but we'll see you guys next time. Peace.